Well, you've made it through the final reading between the lines. Hallelujah. What makes for a happy ending? Let me suggest four factors. The good guys win, the bad guys get their just desserts, there's a wedding, and you finish on a song. There's something immensely uplifting about a story that wraps up with that kind of victory. But the Bible claims that history is headed towards just such a conclusion. In Revelation 19, we see all these elements. The good guys win. In uh, verse 6, we see of chapter 19, uh, what it is that heaven and earth will sing. Hallelujah for our Lord God Almighty reigns. This verse might be familiar to you from Handel's Messiah. It's the most repeated line of the Hallelujah Chorus. For the Lord God omnipotent reigneth. Now you know why I haven't sung all year. But that's the, that's the famous line from chapter 19, verse 6. It celebrates the day when God will be the only power reigning in the world. No more evil, death, curse, sickness or sin. The Lord God Almighty will rule in unopposed glory. Perhaps when you thought of the good guys, you thought of someone else. Perhaps you thought of yourself. Uh, but the Bible insists that the future belongs to the Almighty Father, ruling through His Christ by the power of the Spirit. They are the good guys. In fact, they are the only good guys. Everyone else, yourself included, and me, we are either with them or against them. They are the only good guys. But the future belongs to this good God. So that's the first thing. The good guys win. Second aspect is the bad guys get their just desserts. A key part of the future celebrations will be the justice of God's final judgment. We will sing with gusto, verse 2, True and just are your judgments, O God. And, and God's judgments will burn against the devil and his servants. Verse 20, uh, these were cast alive into the, 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 the pit of burning sulfur. We've thought previously about burning sulfur, or its older translation, fire and brimstone. We've noticed how many people seem to fear fire and brimstone preaching more than fire and brimstone itself. Yet the Bible insists that there is an eternal judgment for the devil and for all who follow him. The Bible does not conceal this, it celebrates it. You know, in the fairy tales and the films, we cheer when the, when the wicked get their comeuppance. In the same way, Scripture says that when Jesus returns, His people will cheer as Satan and his followers are judged. But notice this, in an ultimate sense, the human race isn't either the good guys or the bad guys. The ultimate division is between God and the devil. Yet there are those who end up on God's side, and there are those who end up somehow on the devil's side. Therefore, the vital issue is this, how do we ensure we are with the good guys? Well, that's what the next element of our story answers. The wedding. See, the good guys win, the bad guys get their just desserts. Then there's a wedding. Verse 7. Verse 7 of Revelation 19. Let us rejoice and be glad and give Him glory, for the wedding of the Lamb has come, and His bride has made herself ready. Fine linen, bright and clean, was given her to wear. Fine linen stands for the righteous acts of the saints. Have you ever wondered why all happy endings include a wedding? Why are our stories about the guy and the girl finally getting together? Why is that the story that we always tell? The Bible says that all of history is headed towards a wedding. Our future hope is a cosmic marriage feast where we will celebrate the union of Jesus and his people. In the verses above, Jesus is described as the Lamb because he is the great sacrifice who died for our sins and his people are called his bride because they are united to him as in a marriage. This is the key to whether we end up with God or not. Are we united to Jesus? 
When my wife and I got married, we, we said these vows to each other. We said, all that I am, I give to you. All that I have, I share with you. And this provoked sniggers in the congregation since everyone knew that we were broke. Essentially, we were pledging to merge our debts. But with Jesus and us, it's very different. We are in debt, colossally so. Our sins are more than we can ever pay off, but Jesus is rich. He's royally rich. And here's what happens when we unite to him. He takes our debts and we get his riches. This is why Jesus died as our lamb. He died to absorb all our debts, all our sins, and to pay them off in full. Now he can turn to us and say, all that I am, I give to you. All that I have, I share with you. All his royal status and connections, all his royal inheritance, all his riches become ours in an instant. That's why Revelation 19 speaks of Christ's people being clothed in fine linen, bright and clear, given to us to wear. None of us deserve to wear white. We are naturally unclean through our sins. But on the ultimate wedding day and in the presence of God, Christ's people will wear dazzling white. Those who say, I will to Jesus, instantly receive his riches, that is, his righteousness. Jesus takes our filth and gives us his purity for free and forever. This is the good news. The handsome prince marries the girl in the gutter and instantly she goes from rags to riches. This is how we can have our own happy ending. It's how we cross over from the bad guys to the good guys. We cannot buy our way into this family. No amount of good deeds will earn such a future, but anyone who says, I will to Jesus, marries into the ultimate royal family. Have you done that? Have you trusted in Jesus? Have you said, Jesus, I want to be yours for better, for worse, for richer, for poorer, in sickness and in health, till death when we meet? Have you said that? If you, if you say that to Jesus, you cross over from rags to riches, from the bad guys to the good guys, from a tragic ending to an eternal inheritance. Will you do that? Will you do that now? If you do, it leaves you with just one response. Singing. Four times in this chapter, the people cry in a loud voice, Hallelujah! It's a Hebrew word that means praise the Lord. And this is what we were built for, celebration, singing, and praise. When an artist has delivered a spine-tingling performance, when your team lifts the trophy, when the concert of a lifetime finishes on a rousing crescendo, we rise to our feet and we pour forth praise. It's ecstatic, and it's where all creation is headed. Under God, this world is straining ahead on tiptoes towards the Hallelujah Chorus. When Jesus returns, his people will shout for joy because on that day, the good guys win. The bad guys get their comeuppance and we celebrate the ultimate wedding. We won't just sing. We won't be able to stop ourselves singing. Have you said, I will to Jesus? Have you trusted in him? Then, then anticipate this glorious future. Let me read to you. From the last few verses in the book of the Bible, in the Bible, Revelation 22 from verse 1. Then the angel showed me the river of the water of life, as clear as crystal flowing from the throne of God and of the Lamb, down the middle of the great street of the city. On each side of the river stood the tree of life, bearing twelve crops of fruit, yielding its fruit every month, and the leaves of the tree are for the healing of the nations. No longer will there be any curse. The throne of God and of the Lamb will be in the city, and His servants will serve Him. They will see His face, and His name will be on their foreheads. There will be no more, no more night. They will not need the light of a lamp or the light of the sun, for the Lord God will give them light, and they will reign forever 
and ever. However your year, however your year has ended, and whatever next year holds, be assured, the people of Jesus are headed for an almighty and eternal hallelujah. So then, have a very happy new year. God bless.